0: Poetry night. We've always been at
1: war with naked guys. We've always been at 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 war with naked I was paying attention, but I do want to study up. We've never been at war. We've never been at war. Never been, <laughs> We've never been in war. We've never been war. Never been in war. I enjoy, that, enjoy that I didn't, didn't, didn't even notice the microphone, microphone wasn't working. We are up. We have.
0: We have, no, we have Poetry night rings through.
1: Let's talk about our featured performer. As I mentioned, live tweeting his entire feature this evening. Every poem will be Instagrammed, uh, updated on the Facebook. As we go, he will be doing this. Is that, that's what you, no, you, I just made all that up. <laughs> Let me tell you about John Sands, and this is why I like John Sands very much. He goes, do you guys still hang out and play air hockey later? And I said, no, that shit got too real. And he goes, I know. The last time I was there, I got a cut on my face playing air hockey. Yeah. So we had to stop. Court order. Um Yeah. If you know what I mean. No, seriously, people kept asking about it. Um John, John gets in the car. We start talking, and it's maybe all of three minutes before we get into this fantastic debate. Man, I really dug. I dig that. I get some features who crash on my couch, if you know what I'm saying. And uh, you know, they're not really into debating so much. It's because they're all like not nearly as um, what's the term? Contentious. Like, I'm not even describing you. I'm so happy that you're here, and I'm just being a fool. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome John Sands back to our stage.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Man, it, it really is good to be back here. Uh, thanks to everybody who's read thus far. Um, so, uh, I'm here from New York, uh, and we had a crazy day, like a week recently, uh, where two things happened that, that never happened. Uh, the first is we had an earthquake, which I know, I know, for you guys that means serious business. For us it's like a cup, like, goes like, and that's it, you know? But everybody like, freaked out, and it was the same week that, uh, that Hurricane Irene was headed for New York City, too, and that's something that also never happens. Uh, and so everybody was really, really convinced that this shit was the apocalypse. And uh, and that's not what this poem is about. But it was... <laughs> you know? Yeah, but it is the week that it was written. Uh, and it's called... Uh, it's called Here is the Real News. The hurricane hits New York this weekend, and two days ago, an earthquake shook down Manhattan, and no one got hurt, but a few people felt dirty. And if it is true that 2012 tucks the apocalypse in its knapsack, And if it is true that our eyes look over our shoulders until we smack into something big, and if it is true that a human being is alone in the universe, then why do I need to wait to start getting busy? I mean no disrespect. I need someone to gift wrap the goodies, set them down, and then stay. And I am not talking about sex, but I am not not talking about sex. (laughs) I have kicked through enough doors to know when I'm not doing shit. And this isn't about fear, but it's not not about fear. And this poem is going to manifest me, and I can feel that, so I am writing it, fast on a Manhattan-bound A-train, begging this dude in the newsy hat, mustache, and coffee thermos to tell me to stop so I can snatch one of his chucks and throw it through the closing doors at High Street. I am begging my man in steel toes across the aisle, coming off the graveyard shift, arms-tight, crossed asleep like this a crib to hand me a sticky note that just says, Nah! (laughs) So I can pack it up for good and finally take the Midwest by storm. It doesn't feel good to know what you are and I am dangerous here and I am vain today like my heart song is on loop through everyone's iPod buds and I am so white like rice milk in rice pudding over a bed of sticky rice like my ears are concrete, like my problem is on everyone's to-do list, I am running away from my bedroom because that is where I keep me, and I can't see me like this, with the suburbs on speed dial, making some big deal of every thought, and I can't think of this poem like it is not me, like it's not shook by a mirror, like it's not begging me to. To start some shit so it can jump back into my face or bounce. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I feel much better. Uh, so this has been a, a, a really, really prose-filled summer for me. Really That's my water. Oh, no doubt. And I am liable to just fucking kick that shit over. <laughs> I do. I don't. Uh, so this has been a really, really prose filled summer for me. And I have been writing a very long story about the night I got suspended from high school. Uh, and this is from that, though this is more of a flashback chapter. Uh, and so keep in mind that the, the speaker is a 17 year old in the suburbs of Cincinnati who grew up to be uh, kind of a decent guy, I guess, Uh, but you're catching him in his formative years. (laughs) Um, Not much terrifies me, but I am 17 and have had my tongue in only three mouths that aren't mine. The first three years ago on a cruise ship in Alaska where we have a small band of do-batters whose parents brought them on this ship and we ask older kids to buy us vodka and the night ends with Katie from Minnesota, her almost purple eyes and me sauced on an empty deck and I know that she wants me to kiss her but we are talking about our friends back home and one time, man it's cold, blibbity blop what the fuck ever and I am second guessing like what if my signs are mixed. What if she says no? Would we be allowed to talk? Do I hate women because I've heard asking to kiss someone is a way to make a girl who wanted to kiss you stop wanting to kiss you? And I anticipated that this might happen, so I gave myself a backup plan. Mr. Bemis, my 8th grade pre-algebra teacher, also worked as a magician for birthday parties and bar mitzvahs, and sometimes he would do his routine in class, which I thought was brave, because 8th graders do not think that shit is cool, and 8th graders are total fuckheads. I was not such a fuckhead, though, to not be game when he offered to teach us a card trick, which I thought seemed desperate, because didn't magicians have to take an Oath of Secrecy. <laughs> You just need to know the card on the top of the deck, baby, he'd say. If they ask you to shuffle, better yet, when you volunteer to shuffle, make sure that top card stays in the pilot seat. Hold the deck sideways in your right hand, and we lean forward. Now scroll it with your thumb, but keep your right middle finger on that top card, baby. We check to see if anyone is rolling their eyes. They are. We roll our eyes. When they tell you to stop, bring that front half of the deck up and slide that top card right to the middle where they said stop. Now you know their card. It's all theatrics from there, baby. And it's midnight, and I can feel my drunken boat deck window closing. "'Brrr,' Katie says without shivering. "'I think how if the temperature comes up three times in conversation, the window is gone. "'How her waist is small and she smells like perfume. "'How she laughs when I haven't told a joke. "'How in three days I will never see her again, "'but will feel complete in Cincinnati with a story for Ox and Warner.'" Finally, I'll play it down, though. I'll quote Nas and say, I got no game. It's just some bitches understand my story. I watch my body say, Want to see a card trick? Okay, she says, and I should just kiss her right now. That would be way more of a magic trick. Do you always carry a deck of cards? She says, I just have them right now, my stupid body says. I scroll the deck and say, tell me when to stop. Stop, she says, and looks at the card. She smiles because she's drunk and smiles at everything. She's looking right at my lips, and I pull my shirt away from my gut so she won't look at that. What now, she says. Let's bet, I say. What would that be? I pause as if the next thing I say belongs to a king and he has asked me to say it first to see if it will kill me. If I guess your card, then I get to kiss you. Before our first cup of vodka, OJ, I put the queen of hearts at the top, smushed the deck in my pocket, then brushed my teeth for 12 minutes. And if you don't guess my card, I am trying to think of anything smooth. If I don't guess your card, then you get to kiss me. (laughs) I look at her and immediately decide, this is the smoothest thing I have ever said. I really wish that wasn't a true story but it just fucking is man it just really is Um, so I'm going to read something now Uh, this is from my book it's called The New Clean uh, and it's blue I was just telling you another fact about it Uh, okay That's on page 48. I appreciate your attention to detail. Which was PBS, uh, where I grew up? Any other random facts that we can throw out in the room right now? Hmm? PBS. (laughs) PDF. Oh, P-D-A. Okay. All right, man. This is really devolving. Uh, I'm going to get back to this. We can talk about it later, though. Okay. I order potatoes and bacon across from you and grandpa on West 23rd Street. I still eat bacon and don't yet live in this city that is an ocean, which drops welcome home letters on E-trains from JFK reading, I didn't know you were gone. I don't know you're back. Today, I am eleven. Grandma, you live here, and this is your diner. Your toast isn't quite golden brown, and they said it would be five minutes on the corned beef hash. It was eight. The cash register is ringing too loud, and what is this music anyway? They know your absurdly purple, gigantic prescription sunglasses by name. Have your table ready, and I trust each busboy and host and will take my time to learn smiling can be a job description. You live in an apartment I don't and can't know that one day I will. I'll live there so hard I'll order a 50 sack and smoke out the delivery boy in the living room. So hard when I go on a first date with crazy Lisa from Detroit and we fight the whole night like you and Grandpa, then she rocks the worst blowjob I don't even want and asks if she should leave. Even though it's 5.35 in the morning now, I'll say she can stay because it's my apartment. And when she starts snoring like she's trying to wake my brother and his boyfriend in the next room, I will take my pillow and sleep on my couch Because by then, it will be my couch. But today, even from New York, my home in Cincinnati is still folding around me like an egg. It isn't yet the city in which my father will leave my mother or the city to which he'll return or the two weeks between that I won't remember or the two weeks after he comes home but isn't really home or the decade we'll spend pretending it didn't happen or the years I will immediately fall asleep each time my mother mentions her own sadness. Grandma... This is the year Heather has her aneurysm. They'll say she was brain dead in the ambulance, flatlined by the hospital, and a week before I will picture rubbing my... Or A week before I will picture keeping my spot in this poem... sorry. A week before, I will imagine dipping my chubby fingers into the blue pools of her eyes just to feel how they're possible. I'll dream of her strawberry curls with unending wonderment, convinced she might let me move into them. I'll wish her funeral were open casket. They'll play one sweet day and I will know boys to men wrote this for me. Today, though, It's you, me, and Grandpa headed uptown to the museums. You love each other because why else would you still be here? You'll scream at him to give the horn to the whole west side. He'll be driving an 89 Toyota Camry I don't know will be mine by high school when it has rusted doors and stalls each time I turn left at an intersection with oncoming traffic. And Grandpa is going too slow. And Nat, the light is red. Nat, the light is green. And who but you has permission to screech his name like an irascible mantra but he does make you laugh sometimes by not saying anything and when he falls into the population of those holding the keys to the big question years from now now where even when he's not thinking he looks like he's thinking When he's not detached, he looks detached. When he's not mourning a life that never quite paid his due promise. When he does pass and I accompany you on a flight back to a nursing home in Cincinnati, a city that by then will call to me like a slow dying, you'll say, It's been 70 years. I don't know who I am without Nat. And I will tell you that history doesn't remember us that way. We'll remember how you swirled out of this world together. We are going to remember you together. Thus, you are. And before falling asleep against the window, you'll say, John. That sounds very poetic, but it still doesn't help. It still doesn't help.
1: Yeah.
0: Thank you. Alright, um, are there any Outcast fans in here? Yay! Like a couple, I need to know this based on what I should do next. By a, by a show of hands, who here is a fan of the hip-hop duo Outcast? I think that's good, alright, I think that's enough. Uh, when I see Andre 3000 buying bananas at Trader Joe's, I say, everything you've ever done has meant so much to me. He says, I've done PCP. (laughs) I say, that meant so much to me. He says, I lost my keys and took it out on a waitress. I forgot to brush my teeth last Tuesday. And I do commercials for Gillette razors now. I say, I saw that commercial so much to me. He is enjoying himself. How about you, Tex? He says, and I can't believe that no one has ever called me Tex before. I say, okay. I have been wearing the same undershirt for a week and a half. I pose for every photograph. I masturbated this morning picturing a girl I made out with two years ago. I am preachy and self-important when I talk about race with my family. Sometimes when I'm not listening, I make my face look like it is... Super listening. (laughs) And I might be incapable of romantic love. He says, did you hear my song about being incapable of romantic love? I say, it meant everything to me. He says, this isn't working. I say, I write poems would that help? He says, I'm scared if you read one, it might suck, and I'm not ready to risk having to say something. (laughs) I say, what if I just stare at you? We are walking now. (laughs) I say, say something only Andre 3000 would say. He says, I'm lonely. I say, oh my God, that was so brave. Thank you. Um, The trick when syncing Dark Side of the Moon with the Wizard of Oz is I have to press play on the stereo at exactly the second roar of the MGM Lion. It is not proven whether or not I have to be four deep on a one hitter. Or if it has to be the night I learned how to make a white Russian only to crown myself Lord Russian or Sir Drinks A Lot. Or that I have to be 16 in the suburbs of Cincinnati with an understanding of what exactly there is to do around here. Getting fucked up is the natural history museum, the modern art museum, and to a lesser extent, the public library. And tonight, we watch Dorothy scramble the front yard amidst the incipient twister, and the album's voice says, Why should I be afraid of dying? There's no reason for it. Then Dorothy exits the farmhouse into a new world of color and munchkins and we are all exiting to the sound of cash registers like the one at La Rosa's Pizza where we all work and can be found most nights smoking L's behind the dumpster. I am trying to remember how I spent weekends three years ago before inspecting whose parents were out of town or at least which basement could be jeopardized to the gods of discovery or whose neighborhood held the most opportunity for creative Vandalism, i.e., smashing someone's flower pots, then ringing their doorbell, stealing tomatoes from a garden, carving them with a nail to throw them back at the same house, then ringing their doorbell, or taking turns defecating and peeing into a tennis ball can, leaning said can against someone's front door, then ringing their doorbell. Tonight, we are in Warner's parentless living room where two hours earlier, Ox pretended he was going to hug Sarah, but at the final moment, twisted his body around to instead fart directly in her face, prompting all the girls to drive out into the pouring lightning storm and leave seven of us with only this invention of a movie where everything is happening for a reason. And as the final song of the album ends, to the sound of our collected wonder, something happens that can only happen in 1998. The movie silently continues as the five-disc changer begins a loud rotation and lands on Chumbawamba's tub-thumping. The Wicked Witch of the West is on top of a barn, pitching firebombs at the scarecrow, and each time the song says, I get knocked down, but I get up again, And we require no further evidence. The present is our religion. We are zealots, magnificent, hidden, explosive. Thank you. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do two more poems and then, uh, and then, and then really enjoy the rest of the night. Uh, please feel free to come and and say hi. Uh, I really, really mean that. Um, Yeah. A working list of things I will never tell you. When I said I wasn't with another woman the January after we fell in love for the third time, It's because it wasn't actual sex. In the February that began our radio silence, it was actual sex. I hate the tight shirts that go below your waistline. Not only do they make you look too young, but then your torso is a giraffe's neck attached to tiny legs. I screamed at myself in the subway for writing poems about you still. I made a scene. I think about you almost each morning, and roughly every five days, I still believe you're there. When we got really bad, I would put another coat of mop water on the floor of the bar to make sure you were asleep when I got to my side of the bed. You are the only person to whom I've lied, knowing I was telling the truth. I miss the way your neck wraps around my face like a cave we are both lost in. I remember when you said, being with me is like being alone with company. My friend Sarah wrote a poem about pink ponies. And I'm scared you're my pink pony. Hers is dead. It is really sad. You're not dead. You live in Ohio or Washington or wherever. You are a shadow my body leaves on other girls. I have a growing queue of things I know will make you laugh and I don't know where to put them. I mourn like you're dead. If you had asked me to stay, I would not have said no. It would never mean yes. Okay. I think, yeah. no. Yo, big, big thank you to Robert, man, and the whole entire Poetry Night crew. I really appreciate it. man. This is my third time coming here, and I just hope I get to keep on doing it for as long as we both shall live, because uh you guys are really, really special and important to me. Uh, okay, I can't guarantee It feels like it's devolving into, I might just write about my shitty high school self for the rest of my life so uh we'll see how that goes uh i'm gonna make this last one just between us Uh, i wrote this poem in uh in in october um for my brother they certainly considered it now in tears from a profound laughter. It is no longer just a joke, no longer just a beautiful dance. It is the truth from a body that can only occur in a bedroom between lovers that says, when you are happy, I am alive. And it does not matter that it will take weeks to name the love that sits inside you. as a new house. You are traveling into your past where he is not, but now you see him everywhere. In the moving van at nine years old, at thirteen in the mirror and the bottle of pills, he was there. In the arms of the first man to hold you and assured you were beautiful. He is not just dancing Perfectly around your dresser and curtains in his underwear. He is doing it for you. And you do not need to know love is a word which will travel free between you like a flock of sparrows, <laughs> that you will deliver yourself to it across an uptown sea train, a fire pit in Boston. The wedding aisle in a library on the west side of Manhattan. That there are years between this day and the day you say that no other word could communicate what we both know. When you say "husband," because my life is my own and I wish. I wish to apologize and to forgive and to come home to you each night, husband, because it was true in a dive bar and in a bedroom that we shared on the street where I walked around the block because we had just had a fight and I am coming home to you calm. I name you, my husband, to receive you. True today, tomorrow my husband because I have spent my entire life
1: john sands ladies and gentlemen keep it going for john sands with that my friends we will take a break